What's going on, Neck Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Neck Roots Podcast. I'm Austin Davis. We got a special episode for you today. We got an interview with uh, Chris Deaver. Chris, you want to say hi to everybody here? Hello there. How you doing? <laughs> awesome. Well, we're we're happy to have Chris here. So Chris is uh, is just an amazing guy. Uh, probably one of the most positive guys I know. And one thing you got to know about Chris is this guy knows how to navigate and solve problems, and he knows how to make decisions on the fly. Good decisions, too. So a little bit about Chris. Uh, Chris is a master plumber. He's an inventor. He's a small business owner. Uh, he's a teacher, an educator, and uh, he's he's just all around awesome. So we're we're really excited, Chris, to have you on the podcast today and that positive attitude that you carry in your ability to to make good decisions on the fly and solve problems. That's really why we wanted to have you on today. Oh, and the other thing about Chris, too, is at one time you were my father-in-law, right? I still consider you my own. That's awesome, man. Yeah, he had to. you had to deal with me for quite a while. I'm sure you were relieved when, <laughs> when we offloaded, but... <laughs> Oh man! No, in fact, I wish I would offload it the other way. Actually, there you go. Well, we're we're all better people because of it. So, um, That's true. yep, I'm happy that we were uh, able to maintain this relationship. It's always meant a lot to me. But you had brought up because um, normally when we have guests on the podcast, we ask you know we ask you what you want to talk about, and you had brought up singing your own song which I thought was just, it's an awesome topic, especially with regard to our podcast here, because we always talk about getting back to your roots, which has a lot to do with singing your own songs. So Chris, what, what are your initial thoughts on, on this topic? Well, so I'm going to give you a little background, just a teeny bit. I've got a really dear friend of mine whose son is is trying to make his way into the country singing world and the country music world, that genre. And um, his name is Cody Robbins, and he is an amazing, amazing artist. And he's starting to write a lot of songs also. And um, a, a big Nashville up-and-coming star that's bigger than Cody picked it up, and he's starting to sing it. It's starting to get some traction, and uh, it's becoming a pretty cool song. But the interesting thing about that, though, is Cody by himself is quite the artist, and he's quite the singer of his own. And... I'm happy for him that the song that he wrote is, is going big, but it's through someone, someone else's voice, right? It's Cody's story, but another person's voice behind it, not Cody's, which in a way is kind of bizarre because it's his story. It's about his grandfather, right? And all too often in this world, I think that, that we don't think that we're competent enough to allow to be, have our own songs sung that we may feel inferior a little bit to other people. The fact is, is Cody's just as capable. And in fact, I think he's better than the guy whose song he picked up. So, or picked up his song. So I want to tell people that, you know, that it's okay for us to sing our own song. It's okay for us to express ourselves. It's okay to have our own successes, as small or as large as they may be. It's important that we we do our own thing and that we also have the capability to, to do our own thing. You know, you think of politicians and you think of people that are, you know, ahead of these big organizations and we have a tendency to put them on a pedestal. And the fact is, is they're just people. And 
and we are just as good as they are. And a lot of times people fall into success or they, they find success through inheritance. The fact is, is, is good for them and I'm happy for them. But on the other hand, I'm, I'm happy just to have what I have and to have the successes as small or large as they may be my own. They're my own and I want to sing my own song. And I think that's important. And we need to be okay with our own successes and our own thresholds and our own benchmarks. And that's what makes us who we are. That's the fiber of our beings is our successes in our own little ways, whatever they may be. So that's what I meant, Austin, about singing our own song. Yeah, I I love that, Chris. And, you know, this kind of it goes back to not only in our lives right now, but this is this is something that starts during our adolescence, really, right? Is this this developing your own identity, right? And making decisions for yourself, knowing who you are and what your morals are so that you can base your decisions off of that. And you know, growing up, we're going to have influences on us, right? We're going to have, you know, maybe our parents, friends, uh, co-workers, whatever, will have some type of influence on us. But we've got to remember, like you're saying, that we stick to our own song, right? We stick to our, our own ideas, right? We can, we can take considerations from others. And I think, you know, as I thought about this topic, Chris, one thing that kept coming back to me was confidence, right? Having confidence in ourselves to to and and belief enough in ourselves to trust ourselves to make make right decisions right and and to be able to guide our lives right there there's nobody who knows you better than you right you yep. know all your faults you know all your strengths you know where you're weak right and you could admit that to yourself and we you know Nick Nation we should all be able to admit that to ourselves but this ability to sing your own song and make your own life work for you, I, I love this topic. And I think it's it's probably one of the stepping stones to success, wouldn't you think? Yeah, there's no question about it, you know. And so there's a part about that that's humility also, right? That we can we can learn from others and take examples that others have that have given us and watch their pitfalls and and we can use those to make to, to refine us in our own ways. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. So you mentioned, I got an invention and, uh, you know, it's amazing the critics that I had talking about this invention and the possibility and, and the downfalls and the pitfalls. And, you know, I didn't cash in the house and mortgage my house for this invention. I organically just grew it. And the fact is, I mean, it's paid for a lot of trips. It's paid for a lot of materials on my house that I built but it's it's my success, right? And it worked out. I also wrote a book about plumbing. And, yeah. you know, there's people that read it to criticize how I wrote it, but there's also people that read it because of the content. And there's true. Anybody can be a critic, right? In fact, most people are very good at criticism. And, uh, of course, I'm the mayor of Eureka right now, of my town. And I'm not the smartest guy in town by any means, but I know the way that the town needs to go. And I'm not afraid to speak up about it. And I don't take back any words that I say because I want the best for my community, right? And sure. if I get the best for my community, then it becomes the best for me, right? Absolutely. And my family. So it's one of those deals also that we all, you know, people are just people. And again, we need to look, we need to sing our own song and be proud of what we do. And we need to have thresholds and benchmarks that we create that are within reason, right? 
And to attain those, you got to pat yourself on the back and go, hey, I, I did something. I'm happy about it, right? So those are some of those things, whether it's racing motorcycles, which Austin and I love to do. That's just part of our, our being, right? That's in our blood, brother. <laughs> it is. And it, you know what? I'm. They give us a finisher pin at the end. Not everybody wins. Not everybody gets a trophy. But everybody that finishes gets that pin because right. they finished. They won. They won. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That You said something really important here, Chris, that, that uh, just kind of struck me. And that is everybody's a critic right? Uh, they're either, you know, positive criticism, negative criticism, whatever it is, everybody's going to be a critic. And one thing we have to realize and get comfortable with is that not everybody is going to agree with your decisions, right? And that's okay. That is perfectly fine. If people are being critical of you and the way you're living your life, you know, as, as long as, you know, you're, you're living your life to the best of your ability and doing the best you can, and doing better a little tomorrow than you are today, right? Then yep. let that criticism roll off your back because it's going to be there. People people will always be critical. And then the other part of that is sometimes we get in our minds, right, that we need to keep up with the Joneses, right? That we need to live our lives just like somebody else is living theirs. Uh, for instance, very dangerous, very dangerous, super dangerous, super dangerous. I mean, people look at celebrities, people look at you know, business owners, Elon Musk and, and, uh, who's, I can't, Oh, Zuckerberg. He's the guy for Facebook or, or meta now, right? That's what they're calling it. And people are like, man, I just, you know, I want to have their life. And really the best life that you can have is the one that you make for yourself because yeah. there is so much more appreciation and gratitude for your own hard work and something that you've built with your own two hands. I mean, Chris, you've, you've built a house with your own two hands I mean, what what type of appreciation do you have for that home versus maybe something that somebody else built? You know, that house that I built, I literally I literally built the house house out of junk. I didn't have hardly any money to dump into it. I owned the property outright, but I bought my trusses off KSL. I actually designed my house around the trusses that I bought off KSL <laughs> from a coop. Okay. I, I got a bunch of scrap wood that they were scrapping out at BYU. I literally, I literally got it out of the dumpster. I pulled them out. <laughs> oh man. I bought all my stuff at restore store. I mean, there's things I had to buy sheetrock, screws, nails, all the stuff that you really have to buy. Sure. I literally built this house. I even built my own forms, my concrete forms for my foundation out of uh, steel shells that they scrapped. I bought a whole two pallets of shells. I went to Harbor Freight, bought a welder. I even welded my own forms for my concrete. Okay. And let me tell you something. It's I look, I lay in bed and look at the ceiling sometimes and I go, man, I can't even believe I pulled this off. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to give credit to God also. I mean, I'm not going to take hundred percent credit by any means, but on the other hand, I mean, it's, you can do anything you want if you really want to. I mean, there's those physical capable, you know, barriers that you'll face because there's, there's a physicality portion of that argument. But when it comes to your mental capacity, I mean, God gave us plenty of capacity and you're your own worst enemy most of the time, right? Yeah. So you just got to go for it. And you bite the elephant, you eat it one bite at a time, right? Yep. It took me two years to do it, and uh, but I did it, right? And when I got my degree at BYU, I started out at 35 because it was free tuition. I was a 35-year-old freshman sitting there in a class with 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old students, right? Right, yeah. It took me seven years to get my degree, and every semester I 
didn't watch TV. I worked three jobs and and did my degree at the same time. And uh, you can do it if you really want to, right? But there's always that sacrifice that takes place. In fact, the job that I have currently, I'm the facility director at a college in Wyoming. I would have never got it without my degree from BYU that was free because I worked there, right? Because I right. couldn't afford to go to college if I had to pay for it. But you make these little milestones. And then when you reach it, you pat yourself on the back. But something that you said, Austin, is important is those critics. A lot of times, I think critics to me are actually a good sign of progress. The more criticism I get, the more I'm on the right track, right? It's kind of my little weird barometer. So critics are one thing, but also predators are another one. I'm telling you, I have a problem with predators. And if you're a predator, <laughs> you better watch out for me because we'll sniff you out and that'll be the end of it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you your your tenacity, uh, second to none, Chris, for sure. In oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, in accomplishing whatever goal you set out to, and then you you said something. Um, you said you know you you lay in bed at night, you look up the ceiling, you look up at the ceiling, and you say, "Man, I can't believe I was able to do this." And I think we we do the same thing with. I, I mean, you did it with with building something physical. But we do the same thing as we accomplish goals and in our lives, right? Whether whether these goals have to do with emotional and mental health, or maybe there there are other types of physical things that we're trying to accomplish. Maybe it's in our job or in our careers, whatever it is. And we sit back and we tell ourselves, "Man, I can't believe I was able to accomplish that." And there's a few things that that I think happen when we tell ourselves those words. And number one is we develop some of that confidence that we talked about, which helps us sing our own song or live our own lives. And the other one is this, this sense of accomplishment is a huge motivator, right? Once, once you can do, once you realize that you can do something, whether it's something small or something big, then it opens up the doors to the realization like, oh my gosh, there's so much more that I can do. If I can get through that, if I can accomplish that, you know, there, there's, I can do X, Y, and Z, right? And I found that to be true in my own life. There's, you know, there's been th uh, things that I've gone through. I know, you know, you, you've been through one of them with me. Um, and, and I look back on that experience and I definitely wouldn't change how it happened. But man, the amount of growth and the sense of accomplishment that I got, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to feel accomplishment of, but to be able to, to endure that and get through it and work through it and come out on the other side. I mean, it, it just, it just empowered me to say, you know what, next time I'm faced with something extremely difficult or an unfortunate situation, I know I've got what it takes to get through it. You know what, Austin, I mean, that was a time that both you and I, that was, that was a, one of those refining moments in our lives, right? Yeah. And we went across, you know, there's a lot of things that took place when it comes to our church and the way, you know, divorce is looked at and also within ourselves and maybe the sense of failure for at least a little while, right? Yeah. But the fact is, is we didn't make those decisions. We had to be reactionary to what took place. And we made the right choice. Absolutely. 100%. Right. Yep. Because look at where we're at now and look where the others are at this point in their lives. Right. You, I, I wouldn't trade anything to be in their shoes. Right. Right. But that was one of those things 
and you can chalk it up as an individual accomplishment because because we're a better person because of it, right? Absolutely. In fact, my ex-wife was probably the most powerful influence in my life in her negative way. Because there were many a times and she's just letting me have it for my negligence, which there was none. <laughs> and I, in my head, I'm going, I'm going to show you. You watch and see what happens, right? Right. You watch. So this invention that I had that paid for my trip to Italy, me and my new wife and my mom and dad, she knew, and guess what paid for it? That invention, right? Yep. yep. So it's like, sucks to be you, but guess what? You made a choice. So, and we can't let those negatives drag us down and we can't succumb to those. We just need to be bigger than it, right? You need to outlook it and and you need to be able to, to see it. So when you throw a curveball as a good pitcher, the rotation on the ball that comes off the pitcher's hand is usually like three seven it's like a gyroscopic effect you can see the spin on the ball when a pitcher pitches it yeah so as a batter you can see that pitch coming you see the rotation on the ball you know how to handle it well what you said earlier austin is important because once you've been through that fire you see you know how to react now when you see that curveball coming right yep now, now it's predictable and you know how you're going to take it and there's some maturity that to in that pitcher also you know i mean I hate to say it. I'm glad I'm not young anymore. I'm glad I've seen a few pitches. Yeah. Right? I'm okay with that. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I love that analogy, Chris. And and here's the thing too about, about, about these pitches, right? Not every pitch is, is exactly the same. In fact, most, all these pitches, they're, they're a little bit different than the last one, right? They all might hit 98 miles an hour or 99 miles an hour or whatever they're doing these days, but, but they're not all exactly the same right? They change up all the time. And I think we have to prepare ourselves for that. And in, in singing our own song, right? Doing things our own way, knowing who we are and how we react to things makes us more capable to, to navigate issues, to navigate problems and situations than if we're just trying to mimic somebody else, right? This, you, you, you know, I mentioned keeping up with the Joneses and you said, you know, how dangerous that is, which it's extremely dangerous, Right. Because you, you lose yourself, you lose who you are and you're making decisions based off of, you know, somebody else's pattern and somebody else's way of life. And you, you just end up down the wrong road. Right. And, and here's the thing though, if you ever find yourself in that situation, which I'm sure many people do, I think there's been aspects of my life where I probably tried to keep up with the Joneses. In fact, you know, I know there are, right? Where I've looked at somebody and said, yeah, I'm going to do what they did because look what they have and, and that's what I want, right? Instead of, instead of living for me. But the, the thing about that is you can always, you're going to go down that road, but you can always hit the brakes and turn around and go back to the fork and get back on your own road, right? It, it's, not, it's not like you've, you've ended your ability to live your own life or sing your own song if you've if you tried to mimic somebody else or keep up with the Joneses, there's always that redeeming opportunity to get back to your roots. You know something, Austin. So with this position I have at the college right now, you know everybody sees you drive in the parking lot, right? And what kind of vehicle? I drive a I drive an 03 2003 Honda Civic Accord. Oh, excuse me, Honda Civic, not a yeah, a red one, two doors. 
Dude, I remember, Chris. I remember when you bought that for like seven hundred bucks. <laughs> yep, and uh, I still drive it. Right? I mean, my car is the biggest beater in the parking lot by a long shot. In fact, when I drive out of Walmart, they put the homeless sign down when they see me. Okay? <laughs> but it's okay because it's mine, right? Yeah. And it's my story. It's my song. And I've got a 2017 F-150. But on the other hand, I drive that of the car because I don't need to be defined by my vehicle, right? Yeah. I know who I am. My employees knew how, know how, knew how, they know who I am. I don't need that to be to define me as a person because they know, they know who I am and they know that I'm okay about driving a beater car, that it's okay. It's okay to have not the nicest stuff because it's my own song, right? I only yeah. have to, to prove to myself. It's okay. I don't have to show anybody else. Yeah. Right? Yep. I love that Chris, because in, in having other people know who you are, right? That means that you've got a, gr a good grip on you knowing yourself, right? If other people know who you are and where you stand on certain things, then you've got that. You've, you've got, I don't want to say you've got it nailed down 100%, but you've got a really good idea who you are and you are living your own life, right? And we can, you know, we, we may have influence on other people um, and opportunities to, you know, coach other people on certain things and how we handled issues, Right. But I think it, it just as important as, you know, when those people reach out or those individuals reach out, whoever they may be, and ask for advice, um, that we also encourage them just as we encourage ourselves. You know, we give them the information and say, but, you know, consider this and then also think about what you would do. Right. This is this is how I handled the situation. But you need to take into account what your thoughts and your feelings are on these on these situations and and really evaluate, you know, how are you going to handle this issue? And some of it may look the same as mine, and some of it may not, right? But uh, great opportunity, though. You know, that fastball or that curveball or knuckleball, or no matter what you're throwing, though, over time you start to recognize that it's coming, right? Yep. And you know how to react to it, and 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 that makes you that defines who you are as how you're going to deal with it, right? You can. Anybody can be a cynic and anybody can be a fatalist, right? But not everybody can just be, it's, it's okay. It's okay to not drive the nicest car. It's all right. I mean, yeah. what difference does it make anyway, right? Right. And, and, you know, oddly enough, I've always wanted to get, have an IROC Z28 convertible. I know that's oh. back in the 80s. No, Chris, that's awesome. I love that yeah. car. Yeah, so one day I was at the junkyard looking for parts because I didn't have any money, and that's how I just had to fix my car anyway. And I thought it was fun to scrounge around through there. But I walked up to this pile, and there was a stack, a stack. There were probably 50. There was a bunch of IROC Z28s in there, but there were plenty of Camaros just stacked up. And it kind of broke my heart a little bit, right? Sure. Here's this car that I thought was the the the, the thing. It was the shiz of a car right yeah yeah that was you know my identity would be tied to that car but i realized that over time they're just junk and they're probably a bunch of beer cans right now as we speak right? yeah sure but we can't stack our we can't identify ourselves with mortal things that rust and fall apart because you're not going to have anything you'll, you'll have nothing in your soul or of your genetic makeup of who you are that fabric i talked about earlier so we want to make sure that uh, what we do is purely genuine 
and doing the right things and not for anybody else, not even your spouse, but for you. Right. Yep. Absolutely. I love that word that you use, Chris, is genuine. Right. Because as we're talking about this, that it, that's what it comes. I mean, it, it comes down to that being genuine. Right. Being who you are and 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 portraying that to the people around us. Right. The people who the people who matter most, because like we talked about, we're going to have those critics and they'll be they'll be critical of your genuine self. Let that roll off your back. But this this whole idea of being genuine, I mean, that's it's it's critical, important to who we are as individuals, how we conduct ourselves and how we're perceived. Right. Yep. And it's OK to be wrong. You know, I mean, I make mistakes all the time and I tell people, sorry, I screwed up. Yeah. Right? And on the other hand, I want my employees and I want those that I associate with say, sorry, I'm wrong. I mean, Austin, if you T-bone me racing motorcycles. You would just laugh for a minute and go, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're lying anyway. <laughs> it's one of those things, it's it's okay to be wrong because, you know, when I taught plumbing school for quite a while, I, I thought I knew quite a bit. Like I thought, you know, when I went into this, you know, a few years ago, I thought, yeah, I, I know quite a bit about plumbing. Man, I'll tell you, I learned so much, so much from my students. When I came out of there seven years later from an instructor, I had to, you know, I had to quit. Um, I was a different man. And that was because of my students. It was from these young people that brought thoughts and ideas to me, right? Yeah. When I got a patent, I think my patent number is like 7 million something at the patent office. You know, as you go back and through and look at all these patents that these people have, you know, come up with, they, there's a, we're living in a world of geniuses, right? Now that's the ones that just got patents, not the, not the, the, millions and millions and millions of people that had great ideas that never got to that point because i'll bet it's a thousand to one that actually really got patents for their great ideas right yep but you don't need a patent paper to say that you have arrived it's okay to have a great idea that works for you and pat yourself on the back you know that's awesome there's lots of things that i think you i could patent and you could too i know you've come up with stuff but you just got to be happy with what you got and where, what you've accomplished, even if it's something that's just yours, right? Yeah. If someone else can use it, wonderful. It's your own song. It's singing your own song. Yep. I love that, Chris. I absolutely love that. So um, we're kind of getting short on time here. So um, well, I'll just say one last thing about singing your own song, and then I've got a question for you that we always ask all of our guests. And just to kind of go along with what you said is it's okay to make mistakes while we're singing our own songs. You know, I've had my fair share of sharp and flat notes while trying to sing my own song and it doesn't ruin the whole song. It doesn't, no. right? It, you, you know, you may hit that one moment and kind of cringe a little bit like, man, that was, that maybe wasn't the best, but the song as a whole, the song as a whole turns out. And uh, I think that's, that's an important message for all of us is that no matter what we go through and the mistakes that we've made at the end of the day, at the end of our song, you know, it, it worked out and it sounds, you know, it, it sounds the way it should, right? It sounds like our song. So it's beautiful to me, whether you like it or not, I don't care. Yeah. To me. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay, Chris, here's the question uh, that we like hey. to ask, and, and it's probably, we'll, we'll have maybe a little bit of a repeat here because we're talking about singing our own song, um, but what does it mean to you to get back to your roots? 
remember where you came from. When I was a young boy, my dad, he could have filed bankruptcy on a guy that screwed him. Okay. But he sold the house, moved us into a single white, eight of us in a single white. Okay. Eight of us. I have five sisters. Gosh. Yeah. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay. I'm a better person because I had to live in conditions that were different. Right. Yep. It humbled me and who I am. So it, it's okay to take a few dives now and then, but just get back up and keep going and uh, you'll make it in the end. That's your roots. Your yep. roots is, is you, it's your personality. It's what you're about. It's your experience, right? That's what your roots are. Awesome. I love it, Chris. Well, thanks so much for, uh, for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. I always love the opportunities that we have to talk, even if they are few and far between these days, cause we're both so busy and, uh, maybe they could be a little more frequent now, but, um, again, just appreciate you being on here and for being the guy that you are and always having a positive attitude through all the challenges of life and, and figuring out a way to make it work, man. You, you are a gardener. Uh, everything ends up growing no matter how bad the soil is. So uh, appreciate well, that. You. Yeah. So, well, we'll leave you with that, Nick Nation. Remember to, to uh, like and share this video. The more people who like and share, the more people we're able to reach. Check us out on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, and TikTok. We're on the social medias. And then if you like the neck gear, if you like the hats and the shirts, go to neckroots.com and get, uh, get yourself something nice. Um, and if, you're, if your husband doesn't have a neck shirt and you're watching this, you should get him a neck shirt. He'll really love it. But uh, we'll leave you with that message and bless up, Neck Nation. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Thanks, Austin.